This episode is sponsored by Praise Knee Pads because being on your knees should be pleasurable. As a Christian and as a woman, I'm usually in the kitchen. But when I'm not, you can find me on my knees. It is my wifely duty to submit to the Lord and to my husband. Praying can be a full-time job. And as with any job, occupational hazards are always present, just like the Lord. Spending an ungodly amount of time on my knees has caused prepatellar bursitis, a condition that causes pain and inflammation on my already tired knees. When I heard about Praise Knee Pads, I felt like my prayers were finally answered. Praise Knee Pads protect my knees from hard surfaces and allow me to spend more time on my knees, just like the Lord wants. Praise Knee Pads are made from recycled pew kneelers, bringing the kneeling experience from church all the way to your home. You can use Praise Knee Pads for other activities that require you to be on your knees, such as scrubbing toilets, cleaning the litter box, polishing the knob, dusting under the sofa, cleaning the bathtub, and many more. Thanks to Praise Knee Pads, I can now extend my wifely duties around the home, while protecting my knees, of course. Best of all, for an additional $10.99, your Praise Knee Pads can be blessed by the church. Feel the grace of God while on your knees. Praise Knee Pads, because being on your knees should be pleasurable. Call 1-800-OH-MY-GOD. That's 1-800-OH-MY-GOD. If you call today, we will include the Praise Elbow Pads for when you're feeling the deep thrust of the Lord's love. But wait, there's more. Call within the next 15 minutes and we will also include the crucifier with some holy lube so you too can feel the Holy Spirit inside of you. Call 1-800-OH-MY-GOD. That's 1-800-OH-MY-GOD. Call now. Welcome back to another pedantic, atrocious, horrific, and just plain unnecessary episode of the Burning Eden Podcast. <laughs> I am Mel, your most treasured co-host and big TD heathen. And I'm Bath, your smooth-talking, suave, wordly, Satanist, and really the only reason why people listen to this shit show. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. They come uh, for my titties. Yeah, well, so do I. Uh, uh- I mean, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, and the sky is blue. What else is new? <laughs> I hate you. You do realize they can't see your titties on an audio only show, right? Listen, we are working towards being on on video, so shut the fuck up. Uh, you are correct, but my point still stands, bitch. Man, I need a new co-host, someone who appreciates my titties. Maybe Chico. <laughs> Exquiff me? Bitch, I do appreciate them, okay? I even helped name them. Bitch, you thought. you No, no. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, on today's episode, we have our second international guest all the way from South Africa. We have Tristan, a.k.a. the Friendly Satanist. Welcome! How, how friendly <laughs> is this friendly Satanist? How friendly well, it depends on who you ask. My, my friend says I'm not just a friendly Satanist, but I'm a cunt in my free time. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, welcome to the shit show. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, no you. problem. Yeah, he is really friendly. Look at that. Hey, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> he won't even, he won't even dare roast us. 
I'd right? He's so nice. Well, I, I mean, uh, <laughs> oh, 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 you know, oh, you, oh, I, oh, I, I, I have something up my sleeve. I mean, uh, do it, do it. Being the land of the free, yet it's uh, you know, the the country of Trump and, and AR-15s. Oh. So <laughs> that is the most hurtful. That is so hurtful. <laughs> we've been told on this podcast <laughs> by a guest. God damn. Uh, it's so okay. Hurtful. It's true though. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Right, um, free to be a fucking moron. That's right, what it is. <laughs> and they they do it well. We do it well. America, so, America, <laughs> America. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, thank you so much for for joining us. Uh, yes, thank it's, you. It's, you. You guys are really so amazing. I mean, I I, I thank you. Stitched all of your videos thus far. The, the the one about Ezekiel twenty three verse twenty, I think that was that was absolutely beautiful. And and that that one where where, where hell is a place where everybody knows your name from David Bowie. That was fantastic. Oh yes, yes. Uh, that was that was just the the icing. And then I saw a bunch of other people stitch it, and it ended up being like one of those virtual choirs, except everybody's in hell. So uh, yes, I love it. I saw that. There's so many people. See, how it was amazing. Yeah. It was absolutely amazing. <laughs> like, there's currently a religious war in my country on South African TikTok. Like, you won't believe. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I can't even imagine. So it's 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 a battle of 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 a homophobe and another guy who oh. thinks he's a descendant of Moses. Oh my oh. god. <laughs> Yeah. What? Okay, so before we get into that, um, the honored <laughs> guest, per tradition, gets to read the Bible verse of the day. What do you have yes, for us, sir. Tristan? I have uh, 1 Samuel 15, but I'm only reading up to, uh, let me see, chapter uh, 15, verse 7 about. Um, mm-hmm. So, one day Samuel said to Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people Israel. Now listen to his message. The Lord All-Powerful says, When the Israelites came out of Egypt, the Amalekites tried to stop them from going to Canaan. I saw that the Amal- what the Amalekites did. Now go fight against the Amalekites. You must completely destroy the Amalekites and everything that belongs to them. Don't let anything live. You must kill all the men and the women and all of their children and little babies. You must kill all of their cattle and sheep and all of their camels and donkeys. Uh, Saul gathered Not the, the army to... No, not the donkeys, because <laughs> apparently, you know, it's it's not about the, the emissions of donkeys and being uh, down like horses anymore. Right. Now the donkeys are actually being public enemy number one here from right. Yahweh. Oh. <laughs> so Saul gathered the army together at Tel Aim, and there were about 200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 other men, including the men from Judah. Then Saul went to the city of Amalek and waited in the valley. Um, very brave of them. He said yes. to the Kenites, go away, leave the Amalekites, and I won't destroy you with the Amalekites. You showed kindness to the Israelites when they came out of Egypt. So the Kenites left the Amalekites. Saul defeated the Amalekites. He fought them and chased them all the way from Havilah to Shur at the border of Egypt. Agag was the king of the Amalekites. Saul captured Agag alive. Saul let Agag live, but he killed the men in Agag's army. Saul and the Israelite soldiers felt bad about destroying everything, so they let Agag live. They also kept the fat cattle, the best sheep and the lambs. They kept everything that was worth keeping. They didn't want to destroy those things. They destroyed only what was not worth keeping. Like all the babies and all the women. I mean, who the fuck is about donkeys and camels? Right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So wholesome. Amen. I love it. Yeah. Family content right there. I love it. <laughs> yeah. PG-12, like right there. PG-12. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> um, that thank you beautiful. for that. That yeah. was beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Very nice, soothing voice to go with it too. Oh, just, I, I'm oh, yeah. happy. Mm. I had drama when I was in high school, and people have been telling me that I have a lovely voice. <laughs> so I'm abusing it, utilizing. Well, I've, I've been, I'm abusing it, utilizing it for my own benefit. You know, because uh-huh. the whole concept go. of uh, the handsome devil, devil type thing. Right. right okay. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, would you like to tell us about your uh, your religious background and your road to Satanism? Ah, yes. Um, so, I grew up Christian, um, although okay. both my parents wah, were free-thinking wah, wah. artists. My dad was more of a philosopher, and my mother was a communication... Well, she is still a communications specialist. Um, mm. And she works for an insurance company and, and all of that. But my dad was a bit of a freelance, um, what do you call it, a graphic designer. So I had a little bit of both, but I grew up in a very musical family. So that oh. created the alternative vibe. So I grew up with classical music, Mozart, Beethoven, nice. the whole shebang. Um, so I had a very, you know, snobbery and classy uh, uh, childhood, if you could put it that way, in the sense that mm-hmm. um, I've been exposed to a lot of classy things like red wine and Mozart and all of that. So right. besides that, my mother wanted to raise us in the traditional sense. You know, we were baptized, the whole shebang. Um, mm-hmm. in the conservative traditional church where every Afrikaans boy and lay and girl um, you know goes when they are born they are sent to the Dutch Reformed Church or if they, if they are Afrikaans at least and you grew up there you spent your childhood there Sunday school whatever blah 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 so after a while it was too far to go from the church and we decided not to go anymore um, <clears throat> and I remember dreading going every Sunday was absolutely horrendous mm. like it was this this thing in childhood and i remember sometimes my dad would call my sister and i into the bathroom to tell us you know and uh, did you listen to what the pastor said if we didn't listen and we couldn't say what he said because we were naughty in church he would give us a hiding um oh. yeah so that was not bad but i mean he's not a bad guy today it was mm-hmm. back then yeah. so after a yeah. while then um my parents divorced and i was I reached 16 where I found that um, I wanted to go and study law. But I had a vehement study to go study law, a vehement desire to go study law. But instead, um, at 16, I gave my heart to the Lord at a Christian youth camp. Oh, no. And sat under a tree and found that, that um, you know, law was not my direction, even though I was um, uh an attendant at the Oscar Pistorius trial. I don't know if you know who that is. Um, uh, he's what, a South what, African. What? <laughs> yeah, so Oscar Pistorius was a South African uh, Olympic athlete, a okay. athlete, Paralympic athlete, uh, athlete uh-huh. who shot his girlfriend, Riva Stenkamp, on Valentine's oh! Day through a bathroom door. Yes, oh, okay. I think I remember that. Sounds yes. familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. yeah. So I was um, at his uh, trial in the high court and... I ended up praying for him in the high court, believe that. And when I told my dad, he laughed out loud, and I found it very offensive because I was very evangelical at 16. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, long story short, um, I moved on from there, uh, from the law experience, um, because I shadowed at a law firm. I went into um, all of the important places at Church Square in Pretoria, walked around there, looked at the historical stuff, because that's what my main focus was. Mm-hmm. And I decided then and there, after that Christian youth camp, I want to go and study theology. So that's oh. what I went and I did. Uh, I studied Christian okay. theology at university. 
um, of the University of Pretoria. I did my bachelor's degree there, and I did, and I recently graduated with my master's degree there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> specializing awesome. in um, systematic and historical theology, which is where my passion truly lies. And then I developed yeah. in my final year of theology, a friend came to me and told me that um, her mother wants to kick her out of the house because she came out as gay. And I, was, and I remember being exceptionally distraught about that because I wanted to affirm her. Back then, I was still a Christian, you know, 19 right. years old. I didn't know much of the world. So um, fresh out of high school. Um, right. And this really challenged me a lot. And um, I thought, well, let me go do my research because she told me, like, you're a theologian. You study theology. Tell me what does the Bible say about homosexuality? And so I decided to make a study of it and um, delving into the texts and all of that. I wrote an article on my blog, uh, eventually two years after that, where I attended a lecture in Pauline literature, where one of my lecturers um, told me that the, the ancient texts do not refer uh, to the word homosexuality at all, um, mm -hmm. because yep. it didn't yep. exist back then, the whole relational right. concept of it. And even Correct. if it did exist, you know, the, the concept of the David and Jonathan narrative of where David tells Jonathan, um, I, I think it's in Kings somewhere, where he tells him, I love you more with a, with, I love you with a love I have for a woman or something like that, um, mm. which is quite fascinating. So I then did an in-depth study and went back to her and told her, hey, um, even though two, three years later, I wrote an article about this, um, about debunking every single text. Um, in the Bible against homosexuality. And that's where my deconstruction nice. started. I did my oh, final okay. year independent research on the biblical ethics um, for premarital sex and okay. marriage. And I thought, well, this is where my slippery slope or my downward slope started um, towards Satanism because of the fact that I became obsessed with sexuality. And um, the actual concept of coitus and people engaging in healthy sexual behavior um, who find themselves in a religious construct who are told, no, you are not supposed to have sex because it's obviously you're going to hell. And I mean, um, <laughs> if I'm going to hell for having sex, I'm definitely going to the most warmest pit of hell, um, which right. I'm not complaining about. So, um, right. <clears throat> but in any case, um, so that was a downward spiral um, in my research. Downwards. And I remember having exceptional cognitive dissonance about it because my Christian mm. faith leaning towards the liberal theology was very, you know, creating a lot of cognitive dissonance in my mind. So I wanted yes. to explore the deepest sides of it. And I went to some of my lecturers and spoke to some of the pastors and they didn't give me a cohesive on, uh, coherent answer. So I thought, you know what, fuck this. I'm going to do my own research and see what I can conclude. And so I found that the Bible, <clears throat> the biblical ethics about sex was absolute bullshit. I mean, hello. Yep. Uh, thank you for that, Captain Obvious. Um, so, <laughs> um, but it was one of those epi epiphanies of where I realized, shit, I'm actually dealing with an ancient text here that was written like two, three thousand years ago. And I cannot use it as a paradigm for modern sexual ethics. So what does exactly. that leave me with? And that was a slippery slope where I found a, found a girlfriend, um, my very first serious relationship. Um, mm -hmm. We had a very sexual relationship as well. And I explored a lot of um, my sexuality with her because it was a comforting okay. and um, I would say healthy space at that stage. And mm -hmm. I thought to my, I remember thinking to myself, if that 
if, if God condemns sexuality, which is such a beautiful thing of humanity, yes. why, why does it even deserve to be worshipped? And we okay. dated for a year and three months and then broke up after she cheated on me. Oh, um, uh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, I did what I do best. I didn't, I climbed into my head. So I did a course of religions. I think it was religion, science and philosophy at the mm. University of Edinburgh. It was a certificate course. Um, and that was fascinating. And there I discovered Friedrich Nietzsche. Um, and yes. I started obsessing about his work. I mean, Die Fröhliche Wissenschaft, uh, or rather the, the Joyful Wisdom or the Gay Sciences, they translated it, um, is absolutely phenom phenomenal. And one of my favorite passages is the, the God is Dead or the Parable of the Madman, where he says, um, yes. for gods to decompose, God is dead and we have killed him, which I found so profound. And that right. spiraled me in, and I was um, in, already in that time also fighting with the Dutch Reformed Church in my country about the homosexuality issue and i remember getting a, a lot of flack for it i wrote a letter to the dutch reform churches um which is an afrikaans translates to the church boat or the church newspaper um oh. and i got a lot of flack for my letter because i it was a plea asking why can't we just all fucking get along if we surround ourselves mm. with this concept of, of this principle of love and support and in, inviting the stranger why are we not practicing that? And obviously my view of the historical Jesus was a lot different from the general church's perspective of Jesus as the, as the Messiah. Um, I saw Jesus, according to theology literature, um, the socio-historical perspective, Jesus was a sage. He was a person teaching wisdom. He wasn't God. He was like Muhammad or um, Buddha. You know, he was a philosopher prophet. in the ancient sense. Mm, yes. Yeah. Um, and that was what a prophet was. He was a guy that shared uncomfortable truths to to provoke the the progression of society <laughs> you are absolutely because you are oh, sharing shit. uncomfortable truths so I yeah mean, that's, that's, all I do. that's all i do that's gonna be but... in the description of this episode just so you know. <laughs> is that yeah. a prophet <laughs> yeah it's, 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 it's quite funny because um the, the guy I spoke of earlier, um, the, the religious war in South Africa currently between um, the South African guy who presumes himself to be a descendant of Moses, he told me I am a Messiah because oh, I teach discipline oh. to my followers, which is quite interesting. I never felt like a cult leader until then. Um, mm. But uh, in any case, so yeah, but uh, to, to get back to the point, um, I fought with a Dutch Reformed Church. The only thing they focused on in my letter was not the plea towards solidarity or the fact that we can have a, a conversation table with a diversity of voices. Instead, they only focused on the fact that I mentioned and the Bible was an ancient document with expressions, poetry and narratives alien to our language and our lingua franca today. Um, and it's supposed to be understood in that light. And they just went out of that. And accompanied with the depression I had from my breakup, I joined another church as a violinist, but then I was about oh. in, a, in an atheistic or an agnostic phase. Um, okay. But I thought, you know what? I decided once one evening on my bed, I am no longer a Christian. Um, I am now an atheist. And I joined a local atheist community, but I thought, you know what? Let me see if I can still make a living inside the church. Because now I've, I've made my bed. I studied theology. 
and there's not a lot of career options open for me besides that. Um, and so I joined the church as a violinist, played um, impromptu every single fucking Sunday. They never gave me sheet music, nor that they send me the music that would be prepared. But luckily, I have a oh, musical wow. ear, so um, I could play impromptu. Play? Yes, I do. I do. Nice. Um, nice. I've been playing for 14 years now. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah so that's also a title i wear pridey the devil's violinist um <laughs> but well, i've been uh, a prophet for 15 years yeah. oh wow that's amazing but can, but can you play the violin no so shut, shut up, up okay? <laughs> that's okay well that's mel okay. can I'll play the you. flute no, oh wow play, no no i can yeah. play the clarinet Okay. Oh, that's so cool! So... <laughs> that's so cool! That's amazing! The skin, uh. the skin flute. The, the... God damn! Uh. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I am multi-talented. Okay. Shut yeah. Up. Well, I, I mean, there's a there's a mouth technique involved there as well. It, so. There is. There's wood in my mouth always, <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a just a, really. It's not just about blowing. It, it, there's yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> It's it's like a harmonica. There's a blowing and a sucking ah, motion. As and, well. a sucking. <laughs> and fingering. Don't yeah. get, don't get the fingering. <laughs> I do that very well. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, yeah. Speaking of tangents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. so I moved on from there, um, and played in the church, but. Uh, the music was very wonderful and everybody com complimented me. But as soon as I arrived in black, concert black, obviously, because there's a classical musician that is the apt attire or something like that. Right. Uh -huh. um, so I arrived in concert black and they immediately started gossiping behind my back about oh, all sorts of problems with my attire, with my necklaces, because I'm an artistic person. I've got fucking five tattoos. Um, oh. And each right, right. marks an evolutionary journey throughout my theological studies. Um, you know, harnessing a bunch of symbolism which had meaning to me at that stage and right, right. Um, they didn't know that but they merely saw me as a guy with long hair wearing black mm. with a violin with arm bangles and necklaces galore and they thought i was a devil worshiper uh. um, <laughs> and i have never and i thought well this is a little community church it was like at the top of a, a, a a shopping center it's not small it's not big it wasn't charismatic so i thought you know what these people were perhaps a little bit more comfy and a little bit more open-minded yet how yeah. disappointed i was at the evangelism right. of that church the pastor oh, yeah. preached every sunday how she wanted the biggest house in heaven one day for saving the most souls uh -huh. oh, and geez. you know this materialistic pie dream and her husband was always in front of the church saying, amen you know super loud right. and supporting her you know, to obviously show us uh, virtue signaling his faith there. Um, right, right. But yeah, so I found a lot of problems with the doctrine and I hardly remember a time where I sat through the entire sermon. I don't remember that I ever sat and listened to the entire sermon. I, every time I walked out halfway through because I couldn't fathom the doctrine used to, um, like, I couldn't imagine how someone in good conscience in good conscience could preach such nonsense to a, mm -hmm. a bunch of vulnerable people who i can see in their eyes were desperate Weaponize for hope it. yes yeah. i was the yeah. one that was standing in front of the coffee um every morning chatting to the outcasts of the church who nobody wanted to fucking talk to 
and um, mm. I learned, I got to know them, and I got to know that they had acquaintances of mine that I didn't even know existed. Um, mm -hmm. One of them even arranged a violin gig for me, um, which was amazing. So um, wow. I found it completely disingenuous for a pastor to stand in front of a church and ask her congregation to pay for a cochlear implant um, to help with their <laughs> hearing. In, and when there is a cancer patient in the church, no, we just pray for them. Right, and right. Um, uh. that was extremely uh, disingenuous and fallacious to me. And yes. I thought, you know, this is not good. And during then, I was also started a YouTube channel, which I subsequently had to delete everything off of because it was promoting a sort of um, logic in deconstructing mm. a lot of things. And I remember mm. doing a video on Halloween where I took a drag of my vape and said, welcome to hell. <coughs> and well, the smoke coming out. Um, obviously for clickbait, but obviously the church yeah. I was at didn't find it very palatable. And Aww. so they, they, um, they told me to immediately take it down because a lot of the congregants complained. Oh and uh, that was the first straw. And as soon as people try to shove me in a box, I rebel out of it. Yes. Um, yep, yep, yep. And this was a, not the first pastor. I was in... At, at the age of 18, I was uh, involved with a pedophilic pastor who told me to oh. burn books um, that were supposedly satanic. And in my second year, I had a pastor who was a mentor who told me homosexuality and sex before marriage is wrong and that I can't read anything else before I've mastered the Bible. So I've had a history then of bad pastors um, telling me a load of bollocks. And I thought, mm -hmm. you know, um, I want to rebel against this church. So... Eventually, um, this church, even though they paid me every Sunday peanuts to play there, um, mm. <clears throat> it was about 350 Rand, which equivalents to about um, 10 to $13 um, in your currency, which is not much at all, given the fact that I had right. to drive a half an hour to the place where I had to play every fucking Sunday. Um, but nevertheless, in the end, I rebelled against the church and... Um, left a negative review on their Facebook page because I thought, you know, on what? Yelp? <laughs> no, no, on, on Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> on Facebook. Um, yeah. It's like, I would not because... recommend one star. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. That is exactly what I said. So and I said, um, love it. And uh, the problem was that the pastor took it a little bit too personal and she threatened oh, my family and me with legal <gasps> action. Oh, she told God. me that I know what? you and your mother are struggling. Um, and we don't want to make you struggle any further. So we ask that you please remove what you said. That's and, super creepy and um, passive aggressive. Yeah. What yeah, but not fuck? just passive aggressive. It was blackmail. As um, you say, it's, yeah. It was aggressive. So, yeah. So she threatened <laughs> me with that and said that we don't want to hurt you because we love you, Tristan. And we don't oh, want to hurt you. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. No, How no. did not see? That's like terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's like and, textbook gaslight. Right? Textbook. Yeah, yeah. And, yep. and the worst of all was I complied with her actions because I was afraid of the legal action. But of then course. being yeah. my, my inquisitive self, I had a few legal contacts um, of uh -huh. professors at the University of Pretoria where I was studying. And I decided to, to consult them and say, you know, what's going on here? Is this, can this lady truly... Um, you know, um, what do you call it? Can she uh, sue me for defamation? And yeah, my one friend who was doing it. her, yeah, she was doing her honors in criminal um, law. She told me no, because it was on the public, public platform and it was freedom of speech. Mm. 
So okay. um, yeah, I didn't uh, literally say anybody. I didn't badmouth anybody. I just said that just like anybody with a bank or something can do on Facebook. Like I do not recommend this business because of this and this right. and this and this because of bad service right. and. Right. Um, it was completely objective, and I know how to count my words in instances like that. And so I was even more uh -huh. angry after learning that this bloody lady lied to me in the first place. Um, and that's when I completely left Christianity and nice. you know embraced atheism. But um, mm -hmm. it was only when I was an atheism that um, I also got a, bit, a, a few bad nuts because yeah. of the fact that even though I'm a religion scholar, some atheists cannot comprehend why I study theologies. It's quite mm. strange when you have to explain to someone that you're an atheist, you don't believe in God, but you cannot discount the value of an academic study in ancient texts, disproving the Bible, which none of them know. They just vehemently op oppose themselves, in essence, to that doctrine without knowing the mm. full intention of why they do. It's merely just of emotional trauma. And even though that is valid... Mm. Um, and I had my, my own emotional trauma. I thought, you know what, if you want to oppose something, at least have a constructive rhetoric and um, mm. have a few valid points. And you can't, um, in, you know, break down your enemy if you don't study its weaknesses. And, right. you know, right, that's right. why I study theology. And I had a passion for the Bible because of the fact that it's one of the most ancient literary phenomena um, known to mankind. And even though a lot of it is bullshit, I find the literature in the ancient texts, I find it marvelous. Um, the tradition and the history behind it is fascinating. And that's where it, it it's, it's merely Sorry. an ancient historical fascination with it um, as a literary phenomenon and literary Nerd. phenomenon. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, um, but it's not to say that I do not hold the same passion for, for example, the Quran or the Bhagavad Gita or other uh -huh. religious literature because they all resemble a tradition or a scriptural tradition unique to a certain culture and they um yes you know show something about that culture which people generally who oppose themselves to that culture wouldn't know so mm -hmm. you know it's it's it, and it's again the the statement the ironic statement of the better the devil you know than the devil you don't know and the yeah. devil is in the details so once again okay. um <laughs> it's it's yeah. very helpful awesome. to have that rhetoric um, but then uh -huh. I got disillusioned with atheism in, in essence and um, uh -huh. because the atheists in my country were a lot of white supremacists. The Afrikaans-speaking atheists oh, were white supremacists. They were racist. Really? They were sexist. Oh, they were idiots, you know, with oh. no... And they were even it conspiracy theorists. like theorists. the Christians here. Right? Yeah. Christians. And I was thinking yeah, the exact shit. same thing. And I remember <laughs> so asking the question, can you be a white supremacist and an atheist simultaneously? And... Um, a lot of I, I yeah well i know you can but i mean it's it's not supposed to be that because if you claim yourself to be a yeah. person and you claim right. your yeah. you know uh, uh, a belief system based on reality and uh, rationality so you can't up uphold such narratives and i found right. that extremely problematic and toxic and so i moved uh. away from that um because they wouldn't accept me um being who i am and you know even yeah. though I, they enjoyed me um, roasting people in Facebook comments with my knowledge, um, <clears throat> they still found it worthwhile to criticize me. But then uh -huh. I remember hanging out with a friend of mine, a Jewish, a Jewish atheistic friend um, that I've been friends with since my first year. Um, uh -huh. uh, well, freshman year, as you guys know it. And uh -huh. uh, I hung out with him and we took a bunch of photos in the street close to where he stays. 
And I remember having this impulsive decision to go to Exclusive Books, which is a bookshop here in South Africa, or a book franchise in South Africa. And I said, you know what? I've been obstructed from buying the Satanic Bible in my entire life. So let me go fucking buy it. I've got a few cash over in my broke student account. So let me go do it. And <laughs> so I bought myself the Satanic Bible and I read um, the nine Satanic Statements. And I was like, fuck, this is me. Mm -hmm. This is how I've been living my entire life. Yes. And um, <laughs> I embraced the narrative that, well, I guess I'm a Satanist then. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then Twitches. at that stage, um, there was a satanic church in South Africa opening oh, its doors in Cape Town. So the South African what? satanic church opened its doors in Cape Town, I think, in 2020, early March. Mm. And I decided, well, this is a movement I would like to be a part of. And... Um, so I befriended the individuals, but I thought, you know what, let me just first do my research thoroughly. Because I remember um, in 2015, when I was still um, in high school, my final year in high school, um, I studied Satanism and I felt, well, this is actually very rational. This is not as demonic as I expected it to be. Hmm. Um, right. So, yeah, um, I remember studying it and finding it to be very rational. But then I thought, you know what, let me just go do my research again to fact check myself. Because it was a long time ago and blah, blah, blah. So I read the Satanic Bible, found it very, very, very fascinating, mm -hmm. thought-provoking. Read Nietzsche, <clears throat> found there's a very good tie to those two pillars of thought. And, and I thought, uh, okay, then let me get myself involved with this group and see if I can help fight for other outcasts like myself. Yeah. And right. um, that's where I started my master's um, in systematic and historical theology about wow. sexuality and spirituality where i claimed sexuality or the individual sexuality both the practice and the identity um as an individual spirituality in the sense of that it's anthropocentric not um saying that well basically i argue that spirituality you don't um, have to have a god to be spiritual because spirituality can be both defined as a theocentric phenomenon and an anthropocentric phenomenon so that is what i found worth in satanism in the sense that um, anthropocentrism being the sense of that it is centered around humanity and the self. Uh -huh. So kind of a mystic type of perspective on spirituality and um, that spirituality is actually unlocking hidden knowledge about yourself through embracing your inner carnal nature, for example. Um, right. And so that's what I did my master's on by also doing a tracing on the history of the toxic relationship with sexuality and the church. Um, mm -hmm. and going into more depth on that. And then That's also awesome, during yeah. that stage, um, getting involved with the Satanic Church and all of that, um, I became the Gauteng Reverend of the South African Satanic Church. So South Africa is divided into no provinces. Shit. Like you have states. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I became basically the, the reverend of a state. Um, because they okay. were, were supposed town. to call you Reverend Tristan. No, 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 no. Because it was <laughs> okay. that, that's that's one of the biggest flaws. Because it was never a formal ordination. So the admin and shit was very um, um, uh, all over the place, and there was no systematic admin in the sense of here's your certificate of ordination. There was always empty promises saying, "Oh no, we're going to do it," and um, "Oh no, we want you a part of this. We want you a part of that," and they kept yeah. lording an invisible council over our heads. Um, and the people involved so yeah but in the end um, it wasn't one of the best experiences I had but it was still a worthwhile experience where I learned a lot For sure. um, about Satanism right. and about practices and in Satanism and stuff like that so I made That's a lot awesome. of friends 
and also attained a lot of influence that I never would have had otherwise. And that's why yeah. I became infamous in the, in the newspapers in South Africa. And um, I remember at some stage being a part, being in like at least five newspapers in oh South gosh. Africa. Okay, well, <clears> like, how, yeah. how did that come to be? How, how did you end so, up in the newspaper? Yeah, no, obviously when the Satanic Church opened its doors, it was a media oh. shitstorm. Like, oh, and I was sure. just getting into when the media shitstorm started. <laughs> like, oh. interviews galore and everything. Yeah. And just when I was appointed as the Khartek Reverend, a lot of the <sighs> newspapers started to see me as well as an as a outspoken yeah. individual. Yeah. And obviously what counted <laughs> in my favor was that um, I was very outspoken and that I articulated myself very well. Yeah. And yes. um, that's when they thought, well, let's interview this guy. And one thing led to another, to another. And now I made a journalist friend who regularly asks me for comments on Christian-related um, news oh, articles. Oh, shit, that's cool. So, yeah. Um, then after that, I left the Satanic Church due to the fact that I had to focus on my PhD studies. Uh, which focuses cut you yeah. you're a smart motherfucker i love it <laughs> smart, uh, yeah <laughs> so Holy i'm i'm focusing shit. my my doctoral studies on um esotericism so again the emphasis on hidden knowledge so mm. satanism and paganism and all of that eventually forms part of my study but falls under western esotericism but when i saw that there's only focus on western esotericism and there's no distinguishing being made between Eastern esotericism and Western esotericism or mysticism, I thought, well, let me conflate those two and create those two separate paradigms and explain that. And so my um, my uh, supervisor was also like, oh, why don't you just throw African um, uh, esotericism in there as well? And I was like, fuck yeah, that's going to be hella interesting. <laughs> so nice. that is where I'm currently finding myself in. And I also hope to be a thought leader in Satanism and alternative religious perspectives and alternative spirituality because I feel that academia and theology has not given it the recognition it deserves because even during my masters I found it exceptionally difficult to get sources on alternative religious perspectives like Hinduism Buddhism Mm -hmm. um, and and stuff like that so it's it's problematic but when you google something about Christology like the existence of Christ or soteriology the, the, the fact that Christ is the Messiah or something you know, you get a shitload of stuff out there, yes, which is, I yes, think, it's um, it's problematic. I do, I right, believe yeah. that you know the other religions should have equal exposure, and um, seeing as though Christianity, even as a monopoly in my country, where you can't be validated as a human being if you're not Christian and white and Afrikaans, mm-hmm. um, then obviously that makes it a bit of a problem. But yeah, so I'm heavily involved. So how involved many languages also. do you speak, by the way? Oh, um. Shit, sp- <laughs> <laughs> um, so I speak two languages fluently. Okay. That's Afrikaans and English. But I read Russia, and write and can analyze ancient Hebrew and ancient Greek and also a little bit of Holy Latin. Shit. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> I speak a little bit of, of Zulu, which is a South African language. Oh my gosh, um, yeah. So, um, and yeah, then... <laughs> and... Um, yeah, I um, sing. A, I can sing a marriage song um, in oh. another traditional language, uh, which is Tosa. So it is basically when a young girl gets married, they they sing the song um, which basically says like a daughter is getting married or something like 
Um, but there's a Zulu uh-huh. equivalent of that as well, which is called Bulindlela. But nevertheless, um, besides oh that, gosh. I also speak a little bit of Italian. Um, okay. Because I sing opera from time to time, although not Of course you do. Of <laughs> course you do. <laughs> He's probably drinking wine right now. Right? Just like, uh, I sw- wish. With, with a scarf, you know. I like wish. Those, like, I wish. With a, a silk scarf. <laughs> a silk scarf. <laughs> I don't know. He puts on his ascot on the outside. Right. I don't have money for such snobbery, but um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Well, so we then are then quite impressed, sir. We're very yeah, impressed. Yeah, us impressed. Uh, thank well, you. Well, we're we're, we're, st- we're stupid Americans, so <laughs> oh, no, no, you, you're definitely <laughs> the furthest from stupid. Absolutely. I'm not. I'm not American, actually. So oh, well, yeah, well uh, are, you. Are, you, you sound <laughs> Hispanic or um, South American. I almost right? died. I almost fell off my chair. <laughs> That's what you get, bitch. My chair gave out. I am from South America. Look at this guy. He knows. He, he fucking knows. I am from Peru. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah well, I can yeah. speak a little bit of Spanish as well. Um, Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> and I can fly too. Right? <laughs> the interview is over. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, he just, <laughs> fucking just takes over the podcast. Off, this is my show, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. I told awesome. you yeah. it was smart. Well, I know Spanish, English, and Portuguese, and I also oh, that's two, amazing. Two years of American Sign Language, so I can still oh, that's amazing. communicate with deaf people, sort of. But I don't know any I, deaf I, people to practice with. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I think you can try with some Christians though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that's so, great, and we really appreciate yeah. you sharing that story. That that's fascinating. Holy no, that's shit. a very long story. I hope I didn't bore you. No, 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 not at all. Um, so what no. is your end goal with your education once you get your your PhD? So I I, I plan on um becoming Conquering a full time researcher <laughs> in spirituality and sexuality, especially, okay. um, but also in esotericism. But I plan on you know continuing until I get my professorate. Um, nice. I, I plan on joining a European university. My current goal is the university, uh, the Freie Universiteit Amsterdam, um which is where I plan to pursue my studies because they're very open-minded in sense of um, academia and spirituality and sexuality. Where, where like, is I'm this? really op- in Amsterdam, in Netherlands. Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Okay. okay, gotcha. Yes. Um, so that's where my yeah. goal is. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm bits of a, um, what do you call it? Uh, jack of all trades. So I'm definitely doing absolutely everything and everything, trying to see that I can benefit the most people collectively and also become an activist for alternative thing, uh, alternative religions and my right. another goal is as well to open a tst chapter in south africa which yes. there is currently yes. not one so yes. i have Ooh, yes, so much respect should. for lucian greaves and what he's yes. doing and the satanic temple smart. and what they're achieving doing. it's it's absolutely phenomenal and i have so much respect yes. for a lot of the American free thinkers, and I think there's a lot of freedom that Americans have that we don't have in South Africa, mm, even though yes. a lot of the white people in South Africa are mostly Trump supporters, which is oh, very horrible. Um, and yeah, that's why I get so many death threats. 
Huh. Okay, so so um, I want to move on to TikTok because I'm yes. really curious. I, um, but you, so, you okay, are so, the true messiah, though. I am convinced. Yes. <laughs> For, no, like, if you start a religion and you are, like, the messiah, I am following. Like, let's fucking Same. do this. <laughs> I will leave you a five-star review on your face. Five-star review. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely <laughs> recommend. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get on my knees for yeah so 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 we we actually found you on tiktok and um how long have you been on this on the stupid app <laughs> well to be quite fair um this is actually my second attempt at tiktok oh the okay. first attempt was um as part of the south african satanic church Mm. Um, where I elicited a much bigger controversy, but gained like about maximum 4,000 um, followers. Okay. And then I used the same account, but I, because I didn't know the the, um, the email, um, what do you call it? The verification and stuff, the, the, uh-huh. the account details oh, um, yeah. then. So I had to change it then because I didn't know so how to God. delete it without entering the password, which I forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I revamped the account and started, you know what? I'm back doing a lot of nonsense and... I did a video about the mark of the beast, which went viral, and then boom! When I saw again, I had twenty followers, and now I have like seventy-five k and counting. Damn! And so <laughs> that's and then this is just like in about two months. That I'm not even joking. Oh my gosh! Um, but I but it's not about the following that I care about on TikTok. It's like I found TikTok to be a creative form of expression, and right, I didn't right. see anybody, um, you know, herald the same opinions. Like I have. I had the same type of epiphany that Anton LeBay had when he started the Satanic Church. Like, if I don't do it, someone less qualified will. And yeah, I thought, you know what, let yeah. me be um, a sort of voice for alternative people and create a safe space, because that's my main goal with TikTok, to create a safe space for alternative perspectives and people and individuals who want to have a purpose in life and who want to exercise their free will without being judged for it. And I don't care if they're Christian, I don't care if they're whatever pagan, as long as we respect each other and sit around the discussion table, which is my main philosophy in life. Mm-hmm. Life is a discussion table, and I want as many voices a part of my table to create a constructive future for our world. And right. that is by, you know, having discussions with you guys, for example, and with other yes. people as well. Um, it yes. enriches my mind and it enriches my person because I've had, I make friends wherever I go. And I hate being put on a pedestal. I hate being seen as a celebrity or you know people telling me oh i'm such a big fan of you because i Mm. don't like being idealized i enjoy being seen as a friend someone who's relatable someone who suffered and who got through that even though sharing an opinion opinionated opinionated controversial stuff Mm -hmm. um isn't popular um Mm -hmm. it just shows that if i can do it then anybody else can as well right Right, right. So that was my so, purpose with TikTok in a nutshell. Um, so are your followers mainly in South Africa or is there like a good mix? Uh, there's a very big mix. I have gained okay, a lot of followers right. in the US. I've got followers from the UK. I've got followers from Australia. I've got followers from Germany, um, wow. which is just schön. I mean, <clears throat> it's um, brilliant, but, uh, you know, it's it makes the lives difficult because a lot of the people on my lives are usually Afrikaans native speakers. And then some of them sit there with <laughs> with um dead looks in their eyes because they don't understand what i'm saying but um right yeah so it's it's definitely been a challenge in that aspect but um yeah 
I definitely embrace the international community um, yes. who's a part of my TED Talks because it enriches me. I mean, right. I look up to your content and everything. Oh. And um, <laughs> I actually copied you, Mel, by tearing a Bible on a lie. Yes. And then nice. I got banned for but, it. No! Subsequently. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> Oh no! Shit! Yeah. <laughs> for how long? For how long? Um, I think about a week. Yeah. Damn oh it. yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm currently banned on my main account for a week for another. Oh for, for shit! The second week in a row, literally. I oh, got banned on my previous account where I had only, I had about thirty eight hundred. It's not that much, yeah. but I got it got completely banned. So what you see Permanent. now is my shit. new yeah. account. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay, I so so death silencing threats. people is the the way apparently. That's the way of the Lord. That's <laughs> what the Lord wants. It, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, right. So, so you you were talking about uh, death threats. So, what have oh, yeah. you received? Hate comments? Oh, like, oh I want to oh, know. <laughs> so this this one guy, um, he's also one of, one of those white supremacists who who sent me a DM oh. once and told me that I'm gonna burn down your house and cut oh. your throat and rape oh. your sister to give her a Christian baby. Um, that sounds what? so lovely. That's, yeah, it's very. How, why do they think that's gonna like convert you back to Christianity? Like, what? I don't know. I don't know. I, I suppose the best um, the best form of attack is offense. Um, I guess. You know, that that whole concept of uh, oh when the debate is lost, slander becomes the tool of the loser. So mm. um, yeah, oh. I, I've received insurmountable death threats. I every time of my life, I'm like, you're a cunt, and and. Uh, repent jesus loves you or and then i tell them yes well my cat loves him but at least she exists so ah um, that's right (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah it's 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 literally horrible like 13 year olds and 16 year olds come onto my lives and throw me heinous things like this one 13 year old kid i sent an email to his school who told me on a live your mother is going to be raped tonight um, Good. And yes. I'm like, Call them out. Wow. Bullshit. Yeah. And so I took screenshots like, and shared it on my t- my Instagram profile because of the fact that uh, I decided. Well, I help my uh, female friends a lot with with their hateful insults that they get from men with small penises. And yes. um, yeah, why not let me do this with small boys to you know give them to teach right. them a lesson. And yep. so, yeah, That's I did that exact great. same thing. I uh, shared his profile and his comments on awesome. my Instagram and social media and shit. And some of my friends actually um, traced his primary school, to which I sent an email saying, like, <laughs> I want to submit a formal complaint against this child of yours who is an athletic star. Um, oh, and he's course. representing your school and, the, and um, being an ambassador to your school. And I don't think his behavior is very constructive to that image. Um, yeah. Oh, so yeah. That's so badass. <laughs> so epic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, so I get a ton of death threats. There's another guy who um, commented the other day, "You are a disappointment to reality, or a disappointment to God, or you." And there's other guys oh that like, um, "Oh, we, I, I can see you're bullied at school," and I'm like, "Yes, I was bullied at school." So I always reply to them, and yes, I can see you were the bully at school because you too have not achieved anything uh, in your life ever since. Uh, so Exactly. Um yeah, it, it's me. it's one of those things. Um I've I've maintained to get a thick skin, but last the other day I had to cancel a live because the hate was oh. just getting too much. It was just yeah. rolling in and rolling in and my friend is busy compiling a list um where he hates. So I can then 
on the next live show all of the ages that I've got, uh, which may amount mm -hmm. to a few hundred at this stage. But wow. um, wow. I've stopped counting with the amount of accounts I've blocked and muted. Well, that's what happens when lives. you worship Satan, Tristan. Obviously. <laughs> 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 you need to quit yeah. that shit. That's yeah. <laughs> it's, it's unfortunately an addiction, you know. I mean, Satan is, is much kinder. I mean, this this one creep even came onto my life and called me daddy. Like, hey, daddy, <laughs> Satan. I'm like, whoa, dude. At least, I, I, I mean, I may be an LGBTQ ally, but I mean, if you want that kind of rhetoric to me, please buy me a cup of coffee first. And then we right? can discuss about That's the rest later. Saying. Just buy me some chicken nuggies and we're good. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm exactly. sorry, I've, I've, I've upgraded chicken nuggies and Twizzlers. Ah, oh, that's smart. Yeah. That's smart. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty cheap date. Bitch you know? is getting picky. <laughs> bitch is getting picky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still yeah. cheap, though. It's, it's fine. You it's are fine. cheap. <laughs> I am cheap. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but besides okay, the so... hate, there are a few. Uh, sorry to interrupt. But there, uh, besides the no, haters, no, no, there are those who still have the girth to take me on via debates. And I've never lost a debate. Mm. That's I was, was going to ask, have you ever like debated? Because I'm sure you get requests yes, all the time. Yes, I, I debated this one guy who thought he was Moses. Um, oh, what? Yeah, well, who, that, that guy <laughs> who fuck? thought he was the descendant of Moses, I debated him. Well, not debated. I merely, you know, I know with debates, I'm not really debating people on TikTok. I'm merely exposing them and I've got nothing mm, to lose. Yeah. Um, right. You know, because I've got the moral high ground. There can only be one. <laughs> Yeah. So this guy is absolutely crazy. I don't know what? Star Wars. Yeah. His his name no, is Joe Lawrence. Um Joe jo Lawrence. Lawrence on um More. on TikTok. And he's like mm. telling about I think he has a good heart, but he's just a bit he just had a shitload of trauma and that fucked mm. his mind up completely. Yeah. But and which he lost his job at a mining company or something, and he started walking around with a broomstick and a, a white bandage around his head with a Subaru logo and started yelling like, "These guys scared me out of my job!" Like Are he wore a huge beard like oh, Moses shit. and shit. Like he's absolute mad. Well, that's um, what happens gosh. when you work on a mine because you're inhaling all of these. I was gonna uh, say, yeah, yeah, crystals, exactly. Uh, can't be that mercury good for you. poisoning. <laughs> yeah, <perhaps>. precisely. Maybe <laughs> oh. he worked precisely. with mercury. Did you know yeah. why the Mad Hatter is mad? No, because no. when he, the dyes that they used to use for hats, the colors had mercury. So whenever they made the hats, they were inhaling all these fumes and made them crazy. So the ex expression of mad as a hatter, that's where it comes from. Uh, from the mercury oh, wow. Poisoning. Speaking, yeah. speaking of Look fumes you, that made you crazy, did you know that um, batshit has a sulfuric fume, which also makes you mad oh, and gives you hallucinations? That's, shit crazy. that's why the I term batshit crazy no. has a literal meaning. No, if you walk into a cave and in, inhale a lot of batshit fumes, you're going to get batshit crazy. Oh, look at that. Man, I'm sitting here getting knowledge from both ends. I love it. <laughs> that's that's, oh, what, that's what happens when intellectuals come together. Mm, she likes, I'm a sepiosexual. We're coming together <laughs> and 
coming together like, and Mel is like in both ends. It's an Eiffel oh. Tower of knowledge. Yeah. I just want to be. I, I'm, I love being pounded. <laughs> I love being pounded by knowledge. Okay. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But I mean, um, if if there's one brilliant Hebrew phrase in the Bible, um, I think it's one of the Psalms that's like shevet which means yes, how one. great and how wonderful it is for brothers to dwell together. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I yeah. will support this message. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even, even though it's, you know, we, we, we look past the fact that it's a part of the Bible, but it's wisdom. It, it's, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, yeah. there's some <laughs> sexual shit in the Bible. So, oh, yes. You know, yes. I mean, mission. Song of Songs. Song, song yes. of Songs is an yes. absolute beauty. <laughs> and did you know that Song of Songs actually refers to a black woman? No D- shit. Really? Yeah. I did my master's oh, on that as well. Um, oh, a part of the sexuality discourse, I uh, create an interpolar interpolar discourse between Hinduism, Buddhism, and Song of Songs to understand how wow. sexuality and spirituality conflate. Oh, wow! <laughs> well, we definitely have to have you back uh, to discuss all of these other topics yes. that we never got to. Uh, but I want to say thank you so much for joining us. And you're so fucking smart. How, how do you? You're do so it? like. How, how do you? Do it's it? not fair. No, but <laughs> see, you, you're out here living your literally living your best life, and I'm super jealous. But. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm not nearly where I want to be, but I I hope that in the so coming modest. years it will it will manifest. But I mean, yes. I, I, I'm only 24, so I suppose that. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Oh I suppose God, the rest the rest will work Ooh. out. This is bullshit. Yes, I think so. This is bullshit. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> yes, I don't, I don't so, like this. This is bullshit. I don't like this. Uh, <laughs> episode over. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where can we find you? Oh, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on ResearchGate, uh, where most of my academic nonsense is posted. And then you can okay. also find me on my blog, Tristan Cup Writes, uh, WordPress. Could you say uh, that again, please? Tristan, Tristan, like, uh-huh. K-A-P-P, writes, one word, dot wordpress.com. Okay. And you can find me on there and on Facebook and on Twitter as the friendly Satanist or the Satanist Z-A, I think. Under, yeah, it's the Satanist underscore Z-A. Okay. Um, and then obviously on TikTok and on LinkedIn. I'm also on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, Okay. Yeah, you're just everywhere. I love it. Okay, awesome. <laughs> well, well, type it, type it in the chat so I can copy it and put it in the description of the episode when I post it, if you don't mind. Awesome. Um, I will do so. The way I will yeah. do that. And we wanted to remind you that we have a merch store. So if you go Ooh, to our oh, bios on TikTok, yeah, uh, you guys yes. will be able to find the link to the merch store for the podcast. We have some very cool shite. And <laughs> we're all, we just added some new merch, so please go check it out. And if yes, you and- are a fan, Ooh. go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a simp, Beth. You're a simp. <laughs> but if you're a fan of our content, um, and we, and if you like what we do, because yeah, I know we don't, but uh, please consider supporting us. Uh, you can do so by going to Anchor.fm/slash/BurningEden666 and clicking on the support button. And you can choose a monthly amount if you want. It could be any amount that you want to help us with. And it's all mm. appreciated and will help us continue this episode. Thank you, Chico, so much. Oh, my God. Thank we you, love Chico. you. We love you. <laughs> we love you, ATS Chico. Yeah. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. 
Uh, yeah, so we are aiming to eventually go live uh, via YouTube, so you can see uh, my titties in all their glory. So <laughs> and my lovely face. And and I guess faces too, but you know, you know where you're it's you're here for the for tits. The titties. The titties. <laughs> Dude, Hakuna, your tatas. Just ma'am. just one though. Just one though. Just your tatas. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so so much. Uh, yes. Yeah. Send me. Oh. Okay, so it's T R I S T A N K A P P. Yes. W R I T E S. So Tristan Cap Writes dot WordPress dot com. Go check him out. Yes. Fuck On yeah. Twitter, he is the Satanist underscore Z A. And <laughs> you can find him as the friendly Satanist on TikTok. Yes. That amazing, was amazing Tristan. Stuff. Thank <laughs> you. And- so much. Yeah, I'm almost on. Uh, oh, I'm I'm almost also on psychology today. Um, because of course you are. I can already. Of course you are. As a well, as a as a specialist wellness counselor, so I also do that part time. Oh, <coughs> yeah. I think a shorter list would be what don't you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you well, can, can also you find fly? my. Can you fly? <laughs> you, can, you, you, <laughs> you can also find my practice alterity counseling on Facebook. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. and I counsel international clients as well, so all over the world. It's virtual, oh COVID friendly. COVID friendly. <laughs> you are an amazing motherfucker, and we yes, really, are. really appreciate you. Hope yes. we, we can we can become friends, and we yes. definitely. Are we already friends? Come back. I, we're friends. I mean, if you if you come to the states, I, we need to go to dinner. I think. Oh yes. And then yes, blow I my mind love that. with knowledge. I want to go to South Africa. <laughs> oh, I'd check it out. That would yeah. I'd love to host you guys. I'd I'd, yes. ha- I'd love to host you guys for a braai. Ooh. It's like a barbecue, but just oh, yeah. South African style, which is Sounds a lot more sexy. Pretty sexy barbecue. Pretty yeah. Sexy. A sexy barbecue. <laughs> we yeah. Play with I mean, meat. We, we play with meat. <laughs> yeah. <in my> exactly. <laughs> It just melts in my mouth, you know. Yes, that's, that's the kind of and, and we've got this traditional vosh called uh, or sausage called farmer sausage, which is burabo, which uh, yeah, that sounds, it sounds amazing. Yeah, it, it's not yeah. sexual in any way. Um, so no, I'm not, I know. Um, I'm, I'm not inviting you to a harem, but I mean, if not, if not unless you don't want. I to. mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying to, no. I'd go to, definitely go to South Africa. Yes. Yes. Okay. We only host orgies here on Fridays. On Fridays, okay. I'll, I'll yeah. schedule a few on it. Just Fridays. Just Fridays. Yeah. We got to book the flight for a Wednesday so we can get there by exactly. Friday. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my, like, I just got my passport right before COVID hit, so I've been itching to go somewhere. So. Oh, yay. <laughs> we know just you've saying. been itching for a while. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, what, what's, what's the saying? Like, um, STDs are like McDonald's toys. You gotta collect them all. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! Or do you mean like Pokemon? Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch yeah. them all. <laughs> That's so messed up. That's so messed up. <laughs> I love it. All right, we're gonna wrap it and up. On well, thank that you. Note, so we're, wrap gonna, it up. we're gonna have to wrap it up so we don't catch anything here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Thank you for being here once again. Oh, thank you so much. This is so amazing. Yeah, we love you. All right, until next time. And that is what the Lord wants. Amen. Amen. Amen.